Another way of me telling my students in terms of how they should think of looking for a job is I tell them, think of it like you're looking for your next university, right? But this time, it's the other way around. You were transitioning like you pay tuition to the university so that, that the university teaches you, but here, baliktad. So they're actually hiring you and betting that parang you have the necessary skills to deliver and contribute to the firm. We are back with the ninth episode of Misconception. Today, I have a very special guest, Jaime Mendejar. So he's a full-time banker during the weekdays and also a part-time professor during the weekends. Coming from his professor's job, a lot of his students often ask him, what do you typically look for in a job or what are the considerations that we should take note of when we are applying for a certain company? So today, we are going through the entire process from the research phase all the way to getting that first interview down to actually receiving the job offer and being on the job in itself. We'll go through the certain points that you need to be considering and when is the time that you should tell yourself, this does not work for me. So we both hope that we enlighten all our listeners today on our chosen misconception topic, it's all about the money. Hi, Jaime. Hey, hi, Mish. Thanks for having me. Uh, quite excited to have this conversation with you. Uh, and hopefully your listeners uh, learn something from our conversation today. I agree. I naman Especially, really the goal here is to give them guidance. Especially if this is their first time to look for a job or let's say first time nilang mag-jump shift sa ibang company after working for their first company. So, siguro for this um, podcast episode, let's go through the entire process just to give them the whole experience from looking for the job all the way to the job interview and then down to nandun na sila sa, jo- sa trabaho na yun. What do they do? When do they say, this is for me? Or when do they say, okay, I need to leave my job after going through all their considerations? Okay. You know, when we were young, or ako, nung fresh grad ako, I was so guilty. Like, I was so focused on the the misconception that it's all about the money. When I was looking for a job um, during my fourth year in college, talagang iniisip ko, okay, saan yung mga empty programs? Saan yung mga matataas yung isasweldo sa yes. akin, di ba? Kasi, yun yeah. yung mindset eh. And I was so guilty about that. Were you also guilty of the same thing before? Yes, I'm absolutely very, very guilty uh, of that. And not just me, but like a lot of my friends. Um, and obviously, like your barcada in college, um, you do think the same. Um, and uh, I guess at that time, the the uh, money really um, sort of like was very high on the priority list, right? Um, and I think uh, at that time, you know, we shortlisted companies based on who we thought paid really well. So even if we did not know anything like about the industry or the company, like what products or services they offer, like for as long as we hear rumors that, oh, like parang this company pays this much. Okay, like let's send our resume um, to, to that firm and then bahala na, right? So um, it was really, uh, I guess, a bit, looking back, like a quite a quite an ineffective way uh, of, of doing my job hunting. But at the time, we didn't know any better. Um, so money definitely was like very, very high um, on the priority list. Yeah, that's true, no? Actually, naalala ko ngayon, just brings back all the memories. No, dito ka mag-apply kasi dito ganito yung starting salary. And to, to be honest, like, it gave me a 
wrong notion of what a starting salary is supposed to be just because we were so blinded by those kinds of um, high salary because of all these programs, diba. So, siguro, now that we're saying that it's not all about the money and we should have other factors now that we know better compared to w- how we were before, where do we start if I'm a fresh grad or even someone who's just looking for a job right now and let's say second first time nilang mag shift where do i start and what do i do hmm okay i think that's a good question and i do get this a lot uh, for my former and current um students at the university that i teach in so one thing that i ask them to do is uh well obviously they need to do quite a bit of research right so and i think it's great that the internet is there and then you can you can really mine a lot of information depending on what you would want to go uh what do you want to go for so some students um and some uh some people who are transitioning from roles uh they do get to find out a number of these uh applic- uh available job opportunities you know like anywhere from like facebook company uh facebook company websites you know um you've you've you have other like websites like caliber like I, I don't know if job street is still around but like i used to i used to subscribe to that when uh during my time so uh not to carbon date myself um and i think you also do get to find parang some pretty good quality jobs uh advertised um on linkedin so i think Th- those are like uh, available in the public. But I think here's the thing, Mish. So I think uh, while you have a lot of those information out there, um, I think at the same time, uh, because it's free for all, uh, a lot of people may be looking at the same thing. So what I also recommend my students to do is a more efficient method, which is looking for, a comp- uh, looking for someone in the company you want to work for, and then just ask them, do you have job openings? Because I think sometimes, and I, I, I've, I've, I guess I've experienced this um, before, um, what I realize is that some of the largest and you know, sometimes these most prestigious companies uh, do not always advertise uh, their openings or all of their openings, right? So sometimes, apparently, there's a management training program, but um, because, uh, because it's already uh, very well known that this firm hires, um, it's just really a matter of when do the management training programs um, open. Uh, or if, for example, you work for a bank, uh, do they have like an analyst program? Uh, how many do they typically take in? Around when uh, does that happen? So sometimes it never makes it um, to the internet. So it pays to just ask someone from the inside. So And even internships, uh, I do get... Um, you know, like I don't think a lot of companies bother posting that hey, like I my department or like this particular team is actually looking for an intern. So, so to so please speak to someone and then you know that that someone can tell you is there something out there for the firm that you think uh, you are considering of working for. That's a very good point, no. Because typically, what when we're about to apply, what we look for, like what you said, are the sites, or we just look for career fairs, kung sino yung available. But it we normally forget that there are people we already know, upperclassmen or possibly relatives, that we could ask, hey, there is, are there some openings there? It's the network that you've built during college from all the orgs that you've done, or even just your blockmates. And also, what's imp- what's one thing that people don't realize? It's really a very competitive market. It's not just, you know, um, apart from the people you're applying against in that kind of position, you're also dealing with people internally, 
because some companies would prefer to hire internally first before they start sourcing externally, diba? That's right. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a real challenge. So I think you hit it right uh, on the head, no? Na talagang it's quite important that you try to leverage um, your network. And, um, and this is something which I highlight to my students. Uh, sometimes they don't believe na maliit lang yung mundo. But, um, but what I've realized uh, having, gone, having been working for quite a number of uh, years already is that someone always knows someone who can get you to um, speak to that person um, you, um but of course everything begins with uh, asking um does anyone know anyone from um from this particular firm Correct. so now let's jump to the actual process of looking for a job we've discussed uh, looking for those openings in, in the websites the we're, we've also touched on like let's say there are career fairs and also asking other people since we're saying it's not about the job, it's about research, what are the other considerations? Like, for example, I'm a fresh grad or I'm, I'm applying for a job. Apart from the money, what are the other considerations I should be considering? Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I was trying to look back to the time na I was also looking for my first job. Um, and I think um, over time, this is sort of like what I recommend my my students to um to follow no i mean it's not a prescriber like hard and fast rule but i but i found it to be like an efficient way um of um of contemplating like how to look for a job and well i guess to step back like my students now um they 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 actually sign up for like a finance class that i teach so so some of them genuinely think that that is like the industry um that they would want to be in but again uh, as you know finance is such a big industry you can be on the bank side you can do insurance asset management um you know you can be on an investment banking you can be like an equity analyst so like there's so many different um permutations and i think the challenge of today's generation so parang feeling ko like di na ako from this generation but i think the challenge for this generation is that there are so many choices uh that are available to them a lot of new jobs which were not even born parang i guess during my time or your time right and sometimes the paradox of having too many choices feels like you really cannot choose because there's just too many options so as so I think well as cheesy as it may sound and I don't know Mish Bahamashadong Corinino but you know like I think choosing choosing a job is just like choosing any relationship, right? So um and a job, you know, by I guess for lack of a better term, it's a commitment, right? So you it requires a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, your resources, your skills. Um and then you spend like a fairly a good amount of time of your life parang doing work, right? Or doing your job. So, uh, and it's the same time, I guess, just like in any other healthy relationship. So, it's an opportunity for you to grow, find purpose, parang have all of these opportunities to provide and things like that. So, anyway, so what I ask my students to do is first list down a criteria, diba? So, what are your non-negotiables? Um, and I think it helps filter things. So just like in any relationship, diba, we, we do have a certain type. Diba? So, uh, so for some of us, maybe like I want like my future partner to be, I don't know, Mga funny, smart, parang hardworking. Yeah, diba? Oh, so parang I know I was listening to your other podcast. So parang, so syempre parang kailangan, we need to have some standards, right? So, so for some of us, maybe it can be slightly different. So aesthetics lang. So basta guapo siya or maganda 
or can drive a car para pwede niya akong ihatid uh, or loves dogs um, because we have like 10 in our house or things like that. So same with the job. So I think um, it's, uh, you know, like it can speak strongly in terms of what you would like to have um, to experience. So for example, some of your non-negotiables can be, I want a job um, in Ortigas, maybe because I live in Antipolo. So like I cannot, for the life of me, spend four hours every day, parang commuting back and forth just for work. So that is an absolute non-negotiable for me. And that's fine. So put it on your list uh, in your criteria. Or you can also say na parang, okay, like I want my job to pay at least, I don't know, um, 30,000 pesos um, because I want to help out my parents and pay some utilities uh, at home. Like I want to pay for the internet or cable, whatever. Um or I want to be working for a multinational because I want to have a path to um to move to Singapore. Uh, that can be like a hard uh you know like a hard must have for you. Or like I just want to have like an experience that's good to put on my application for like an Ivy League MBA. So bottom line, you kind of need to have um that first filter. So what is it that you uh, what are your non-negotiables? But what I find, like when I speak to some of my students, Mish, is um they they find it hard, right? And I think um and no one can They're blame them. So because, like when you're asked, parang ano bag ano bag gusto mo? So sabi nila like ah, kahit ano, right? So um so it's kind of hard. So what I sometimes do is flip the question, right? So if you don't know what you want, it might be easier for you to list down what you do not want. So, ano ba yung ayaw mo? So, like, for example, I don't, I don't want to work on weekends. So, I don't want to work for a company that um, does not respect weekends, kunwari, or require frequent um, weekend work from, from their staff. Or, or I, want, I do not want someone who would hire me where I need to be in the office five times a week. Like, um, or I do not want to work for a startup. Parang it needs to be like an established parang, um, firm, like, you know, like sometimes people want structure. So, um, or I do not want to work on a non-Philippine time zone type of job, right? So they refuse to, um, they're open to like working in say like a BPO, but they they don't want like non-Philippine hours, right? Na parang they're awake when everybody else is sleeping. Or I don't want to work for the public sector. So things like that. So it might be easier to identify what might not work um, for you um, and then that is still, I think, like a very good exercise of narrowing down your universe of options. Because really, even if when you narrow it down to a particular industry, it's still quite tough um, figuring out, so where do I send like my CVs to? That's a very good insight. And I think one key takeaway I got from there is it's hard to say that you have to know what you want because I've been there, eh. alam ko eh, parang it's so overwhelming and daming nangyayari. I don't know what I want, I'll just say kahit ano. But at one point, we have to do that list. That's actually a very good strategy of saying what are the things that we don't want and for us to understand that what works for other people would not work for us. Because I would think there are some people who might think na, okay, gusto ko ng Unilever MT program or whatever FMCG program because they pay well. And some people, it really works for them because that's their personality, that's that's really what they want to do. But if you're a banking person and you try to compete with them in that kind of um, opening just because gusto mo ding subukan, baka it won't match with you as much as you want it to be. And at the same time, if it's just about money, 
after a while and it doesn't really matches what you want parang it does it loses its meaning eh you're right um and i think you know like um obviously like we can always fake it until a certain point um but uh i think um as wisdom i guess now teaches us over years of working um there are plenty of other factors uh that that actually come um into play uh and in fact um you know, uh, you can always look for another firm that pays higher than what you are getting now. Um, but um, that's not like 100% in your criteria of, of, of how you're filtering. There are many other elements which I think are, are very important um, to consider so that you you are, I guess, more long-lasting in your commitment, diba? like in, in this job. Correct, correct. So now that we've talked about um, how to how do they start doing their research and what do they look for a job? Let's say they they were already they done they've done that and then they actually receive a schedule already for an interview. So in my second episode, I actually talk about you know what you put in your CV, how do you set yourself apart? Because sometimes what you put in your CV is just you know just your foot in the door. What how you perform in an interview, how you conduct and carry yourself would actually just get you through that. Um, finish line, diba. So that's why it's so important. So from your perspective, just um, dealing with a lot of students um, and yourself, you know, going through a lot of these interviews as um, a hiring manager, uh, what are the typical, you know, questions that they should prepare for or how, what will set someone apart during interview? Okay. Um, Well, I think that's a really tough question. And I guess, um, obviously, different people have different ways of interviewing. Um, and depending on the firm uh, or the industry that you are applying for, uh, there, are many different, uh, there are many different ways, right? So I have, um, I have heard of uh, and know of stories where I had some really, really smart students, right? So they're like magna summa cum laude standing um, students. So very bright. Um, and they do get sometimes opportunities to work, uh, sorry, to apply for mga, uh, all of these like international consulting firms. Um, and they are asked, you know, a lot of situational questions na, I don't know, like, I think like... Um, how many gas stations how do, do we have yes, oh, in the Philippines? Yeah, diba? Or... Yes, or or kunwari, parang okay like um if for for this particular for this particular hotel, how do you compute the number of glasses um that they um that they have um in the entire resort, right? So parang like how do you I mean how do you even prepare for that, right? There are no finance or marketing or accounting classes that prepares us for those types of questions. And I've been to uh and I've and I know of someone where she applied for like a sales job and then uh, one of the questions to her was, um, okay, like pick any thing, like any office equipment here on the desk and then sell that to me. And, you know, like the options were like a stapler, um, like a ball pen and like a tape dispenser. So, and, you know, and it was like a finance sales job, right? Um, so, um, so she probably wasn't prepared to... Um, to prepare, uh, you know, like to act to like, how do you sell like an ordinary ball pen and how do you make it interesting? So, but I think those are more, um, those are more outliers rather than, uh, rather, rather than, uh, I guess the norm, right? Uh, but definitely makes you, um, uh, makes you think. So, I mean, I, I for one, like during, during the time I was applying as a fresh graduate, um, I had like a similar na parang do the math, uh, exercise, uh, 
on the spot and then parang show your assumptions and everything. So I wasn't prepared for that. But I think a lot of people should be uh, obviously prepared, I think, with a story. So why are you applying for that firm? And why that firm? Diba? So, um, and, I, and I tell this to sometimes my students na it's actually good to have, if you don't know what you want, it's good to have different forms of CVs. So maybe you have a CV where the story is really more uh, about highlighting, say, like your finance, um, your bias towards finance. Uh, or you have another CV where it highlights more your bias towards uh, marketing or sales, right? Um, and which is perfectly fine um, because, um, you know, sometimes they do have legitimate um, experiences and internships for both different types. And I think that that's helpful. So one, parang get your story straight, right? So why are you applying for this firm? Why, why this bank rather than like another bank? Um, and then... Um, and then whatever you put in your CV is also fair game to the interviewer, right? Because you put it there. Eh? So I can ask anything and everything that you put, say, like on your one pager. So I think your episode on, uh, on really putting emphasis on the, um, on the CV um, uh, is, is really, really very practical, right? Because I, I read so many CVs. So how does yours stand out? And then it stands out if you really spend a lot of time deliberately curating um, the information that you want to be there and think of the information you do not want to be there. So um, it's very expensive real estate, diba? Right? It's just one page. So you want to make sure that it highlights the best of you. And then, you know, like all of these other good-to-haves na parang it's just clutter in your... Um, in your CV, na parang so so what? Kung parang um, I don't know, like you played, you played the flute in your high school band like ten years ago, right? So parang there must be something better to write about or something more relevant, um, to include. So so I think the ones who are really very prepared, um, in the interview, they read about the company, they read sometimes about the interviewer, they read about the deals or like the ad, um or the commercials or the or they know the sales um of um of a particular company or like the department that they are applying to those uh, immediately stand out because you know that they did their homework they're really keen and they're genuinely interested you really have to leave an impression to your interviewer you know, because they you're not the only person they're talking to that day or possibly that week and if you don't stand out then you won't be remembered and some other people might end up taking the job. Just And it's not just about the CV. It's how you conducted yourself already during the interview. Coming in unprepared, coming in not knowing a single thing about the company. And worse, they've asked you something about your CV and you can't justify it and can't talk about it. So ano to, diba? why would you put it here? Yeah, so that's correct. Sigura, as a follow-up, when you were saying that you, know, you put everything that's so important, now I'm curious, what if... I'm a person who has nothing. Parang hindi ako masyadong active back when I was in high school and back when I was in college, and I have nothing much to write in my CV apart from my degree or let's say little activities. Yeah, so I think, so I think that's a good, uh, that's a very good question. So that's why, like, my I I I teach senior students, so they they do they do they have a bit of runway, but not like a very long runway in terms of what more experiences they can put. Um, into their CV. So in fact, in my class, one of the uh, their very first homework is to simulate like a job interview. Um, and part of that is obviously making 
um a CV and then they answer like you know like some standard um interview questions um and those who consult me to help um improve their CV um so some of them talagang you know like parang font 28 na pero hindi pa rin ubos yung one page so parang mas mala parang ang laki-laki pa nung address nila dun sa bahay so parang I'm like you know like I'm not gonna hire you because you live in Quezon City so um so One thing that I do is I ask them, okay, what, where do you want to apply? And what do you think are the experiences that are relevant for the industry or the company that you are working for? And I tell them you have two options. One, parang find the opportunity to work within an organization to get and volunteer for that type of experience. So maybe I'm good at HR, like I manage parang people um, and I manage like the membership of my org, but I want to apply for like a Unilever or like a PNG. So may, and I don't have anything about, you know, parang like marketing um, or, or sales um, and, um, or anything on the strategy side, kunwari. So now that I know that that's missing in like my one pager, I should have a discussion with like the seniors in my organization. Can I run this particular project? Um, and then, you know, um, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Um, and regardless of how the results of that project turn out, you do have a good story and a relevant story to tell um, during your interview. So why did it fail? Why did it succeed? It makes for a very good story, right? And regardless of how it goes, there are lessons that you can say and skills Uh, relevant skills that you would have gained. And then the other thing, okay, fine, like, di ka active sa orgs. Um, I'm pretty sure you have friends who think similarly with you. So do something with your friends. It doesn't need to be in the university where you get all of these experiences, right? So I've had... I've had some students, they were very creative. So they're not active in orgs, but they love to do um, they love to do business, right? And they do like social enterprise. So what they did lang was, sila like in like a group of friends during this ECQ, um, what they did was they were just baking, just like baking brownies and cookies. Um, but what they did was, okay, like we'll bake brownies and cookies and then for every sale that we get, X, every X amount, like we'll, we'll donate it to like, um, we'll donate it to like an orphanage um, so that we can buy them like toys and school supplies and everything. Because now that we were on lockdown, not everyone, the ones who usually visit don't get to visit. So, and you know, it's not extraordinary, but if someone told me that that was what they were doing during the lockdown, that's a story that is unique, right? And it, because it's unique, Like, I'll remember it um, rather than, uh, you know, like, listening through 10 different permutations of, oh, like, I was project manager for this um, and that. So, it doesn't need to be, um, so it doesn't need to be from the organization. Create your own experiences, the ones that make impact, um, and, um, and explain, like, why did, you, why did you do that, right? Like, why did you pursue... I'm um, doing that. What were the lessons that you gained, or like skills that you gained, um, for doing those things? Correct. I think even for those na let's say hindi fresh grad, like they're moving jobs, they should be able to articulate also in, in their CV what they've done for their current um job and before they're moving to the next one. I guess um one thing that is typically overlooked the interviewee not asking the interviewer a question because usually it's the interviewer who keeps asking it. what people fail to remember is they can also ask questions because typically they ask okay do you have any other questions for us and some people get shy and then they no questions 
I personally think people should ask questions because this may or may not be the only time they could ask those questions about the job, learn more about it, etc. So, in that case, one, do you agree, Jaime, that they should be asking questions? And two, what are the kind of questions they should be asking? Yeah, so I think that's a very good point that you highlighted, Mish, because, um, you know, it's a, it's a two-way conversation, right? So, and you are the one um, that, uh, you are the one thinking of um, joining that firm. So you do have uh, every right um, to ask. And I think ed- any interviewer will always end um with that question na parang do you have um questions for me so i think um and it's definitely an opportunity that people should grab right because it's the opportunity to be the interviewer and also learn something about what you're trying to get yourself um into so i think um maybe just three things right so first um ask questions that express interest um in the job Right, so just you know, like just be very genuine about and curious about the job. So, how does the day to day look like? Do you guys do a lot of overtime? Um, what are usually um the tasks uh, that are given? How many people are in the team? Um, and then what are your expectations for the fresh hire? Do you provide any training support? Um, are there? Do I just learn on the job? So. Um, just asking those questions already start to um, make an impression to the interviewer that, okay, ang dami niyang tanong about the job. This person must be genuinely really, really interested um, about what, we're, what, the, what he's apply, he or she is applying to. Then I think second is show interest also, not just on the job, but on the person interviewing you. Uh, and I think this is one of the things which always, um, you know, like I know I should expect it, but as an interviewer, um, it always surprises me um, when they try to ask um, questions, um, my opinions or like my thoughts. Um, so, for example, I've had questions now, what, what do you like best about working for this company? Like how long have you been working here? How is the company culture like? Um, do you have a lot of mentors in your in your firm? Parang do you guys really help out? Um, fresh graduates when they're lost or do you have you know like so um, or sometimes for example if you're working for like an if you're applying for an FMCG you can ask what was your most successful or challenging campaign um, and you know and I bet you like it's not something that uh, in uh, interviewers um, often get or ask them anong tingin nila on that viral parang RC Cola um um ad kunwari if you're ad- applying for like an ad firm or or something on the marketing side right so um it may sound a bit personal but obviously like it's the context of trying to understand more so it is still um professional but it strongly connects um and again um going back to what you were early in, uh, earlier mentioning of standing out um oftentimes if i get asked parang a unique question um I remember you of all of the 10 people I will speak to over the course of two or three days. Like, I will remember you. Um, and I think the last bit of interest is interest in what happens next. So what are the next steps, right? So ask questions. So how soon do I get to hear back? Um, how many more interviews or tests um, do, I need to, do I need to do? How many people are actually hiring um, for, um, for, for example, like the management training program? Um, are there other things I can research on or study now uh, to prepare me for the role, like if I get chosen? So, um, so all of these things um, validate that uh, to, from the interviewer's perspective that this guy uh, who is applying across the table 
is is genuinely really really interested about the firm um about the job um and um because they're asking um intelligent um intelligent questions that's a very nice uh tips for people to take note of so we're we're there in that process you've you've done your research you've you're in that interview and hooray finally you were able to get like your jo- your job offer so we keep saying it's not about monetary what are other things that they should be taking note once they receive the offer and right before they actually go to that job okay uh well for me the other thing that is uh also almost always i mean it's always part of the package is um some form of benefits right so um companies would have um i guess slightly different terminologies for it some they call it an allowance or some they call it like um some benefits but i think uh the other thing which i i guess was an honest mistake when when i was uh, a fresh graduate is we were so fixated on the fixed pay that you get to forget that there are other benefits um to the company that actually makes them a lot more compelling or a lot more uh a lot more interesting to sign up with right so for example where where we work now so it may not necessarily be the highest paying job uh, among foreign banks uh, in the country but i'm fairly confident that we have some of the best um healthcare benefits um out there right so um so for those who are listening we do have <laughs> universal healthcare so i can i don't need like a medical card i don't need to have a plan i can choose my own doctor my own hospital and um and amazingly like the bank is able to provide that um and for someone who is starting a family or or you know like you have dependents that can be substantially more important like just the comfort of taking that um potential issues away obviously it's a benefit i hope none of us ever have <laughs> yeah. to use um but um but at least like that buys you a big uh, you know like that buys you peace of mind um and and okay fine like i may not get paid the highest but um the, but that's there right so so those matter uh, those matter a lot so for some what might matter a lot from a benefits perspective would be food allowances or transportation allowances they do get some reimbursements and those benefits or those allowances add up to your overall um compensation so i think that uh, one uh, i think it's very good to ask questions about what the benefits are uh sometimes depending on the firm they subsidize for example um employee loans so um for example if you want to um if you want to buy like a, a new condominium or like a buy a car so sometimes the company actually subsidizes like below market um um employee loans to sort of support um to sort of support their employees as well and they may not be helpful now for like a starting you know like for a starting fresh graduate um or if you're still quite junior um but they will have value uh somewhere along uh somewhere along the way and i think the other thing that you should be asking is time to think of the, uh time to think about the offer so because sometimes you know um and uh if it's it's so easy to just immediately say yes um when you haven't really had the time to wait a minute like i really need to think about it so ask for time to um to think about it right so have the time to s- step away um so that you don't have the pressure of you know like committing to anything that you might regret uh later on and then use that time to think uh to think about uh to think about do i really want this so ask yourself ask your parents ask your family members if you have friends or uh someone in the similar industry to sort of validate um i guess or challenge um what you are trying to do 
before you um before you try to make um the decision so um i i always try to recommend my students na you know like maybe parang try to get a job offer like on a friday so you have like the weekend um to to think about it right so if they give you ng monday kunwari ask if you can get back to them on um on friday and and you know parang just time away to just really think about it um away from um the pressure helps you parang clear your mind and then you'll know right na parang do i want to commit to this or not Actually, important yun. That's one thing when I was um, a fresh grad, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could ask more time. Um, because I'm, I'm the firstborn. No one, no one told me I could do that. Right? I mean, when they sent me an offer, they said, okay, we need, to, we need your answer by tomorrow, which is very, you know, pressure. Like, what if I say no to this? Will I get a new, a new other job offer? How soon can I get a job offer? And if I do get the job offer, will it be the same as this one? So that's really important to note that you can ask for a, just an extension for you to consider uh, the offer. And another thing also, like what you said, the benefits, I do agree. Um, especially when you're young, you don't really appreciate all the health benefits because it's something that you don't want to cash out, right? Uh, to, to really use, right? So let's say you said yes already to, to that job offer. You're, you've done all your research, you've done all the considerations, you've checked through your list what you can do and what you can't do, and you're already in that job. Of course, you won't know how what if it really is for you until you're on the job itself and you've experienced all the nitty-gritty stuff. Now, money is already given because you've already accepted that offer. What are the other factors that you should consider now for you to say, okay, this is not working for me. Mm, okay. Well, I think, uh, well, for me, I've only had one employer, right, from from graduation. So I guess uh, there are a number of things which uh, consistently tick the box um, overall. I mean, it, does, it doesn't tick the box every day, but I think overall it does um, as to why uh, I'm, I'm still with like the same firm. Right. Um, and I think there are a number of things, but I think top of my list is culture. Like I want to be, um, you know, like another way that I another way of me telling my students in terms of how they should think of looking for a job is I tell them, think of it like you're looking for your next university. Right. But this time it's the other way around, like the university pays you to learn from them. Right. So parang um, so. Uh, you were transitioning, like you pay tuition to the university so that, that the university teaches you. But here, baliktad. So they're actually hiring you and betting that parang you have the necessary skills to deliver um, and contribute um, to the firm. So the way that you choose like your university is um, the way that you should be choosing also the culture of the company that you would like to work for. And I think for all intents and purposes, um, it needs to be like a culture that, um, you know, like that celebrates um, innovation, creativity, competitiveness, um, and it celebrates collaboration. All of these, you know, like parang very good values um, that you that you that you get to feel parang on a daily basis, um, so that it genuinely doesn't really feel like um, you're working to death, right? Like parang it genuinely feels like you are pushing yourself to keep on learning more um, and developing new uh, and developing new skills. So I think culture, um, number one, is going to be very, very high on the list. And I think second is having, um, well, for me at least, having like a really good boss. 
And for me, like a really good boss is someone who transforms from being a boss to being like a mentor and a friend. So someone who will call me out for doing a lot of like really stupid mistakes um, at the start, but also being patient with me into, um, into, develop, into making sure that I don't make the same mistakes again. So uh, I'm um, looking for a boss who gives me opportunities, right? So opportunities to impress, for example, clients uh, and opportunities to get recognized by their own bosses um, is something which I, I genuinely look for. Um, because uh, we've heard of so many stories of like, you know, like bosses just taking the entire credit for, um, for whatever the team gets to produce. Um, they, they love using the word I and, and they celebrate themselves and, and things like that. Um, you know, just like any other toxic relationship, like we don't need that. So I think bosses um, would be like the number two, uh, the second number thing. And I think the third bit is opportunities. So career opportunities. So... Um, you might have like, um, and I think you kind of have a healthy balance of the three. So you may have, you may be working for a firm which has like a really fantastic culture. You have a great boss, but you've been doing your job the same, it's the same job for X number of years, you know, like you can do it parang literally with your eyes closed. Um, how do you get to grow, right? So how do you get to develop new skills if there are no boxes upwards where they can slot you in? So find uh, a company also that gives you um that gives you that sort of opportunity so like by taking on this job what does this job uh what does this job open up for me within the organization like what could be opportunities for me um down the road and i think just those three and you know um and come to think of it like i didn't really say parang money um but just those three um I think are very very material into determining parang do I want to stay here um and then you know parang bad boss bad culture um and then parang but parang I can get promoted parang so is it worth it maybe maybe not right yeah that's actually pretty easy to remember culture boss and opportunity and you're right you did not mention money I mean we're not saying we're saying it's not all about money but we're not saying it's not important because we're all at the different um well, different levels, different um, timeline, different situation in our life. We all have different needs. We all have different wants. There are some people who might really need the money because they need to support their family or they really need those things, right? But what we're saying is if you have the luxury, not just to think about money, these are the things that you have to consider. We're Also, we're not saying it has to hit all three. That's the perfect scenario, but there's no perfect employer, right? It, it may be perfect for yes. some but it may not be perfect for you. It's all subjective, eh? Diba? So, it's not looking for the perfect um, employer, but it's looking for, the, I guess, the best place for you that would work for you and definitely hit the non-negotiables also, diba? If you don't want to work um, during the weekends, then this company should definitely not have that kind of rule. Otherwise, why are you there, diba? Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to be wasting the interviewer's time and your time because you already know that it's something you would never want to do. So, you wouldn't last, right? Um, and uh, sayang lang, you could have spent instead that time um, pursuing opportunities elsewhere which meets uh, your requirements. Yeah. Money is there as um, to, to help us to f- pay our bills, to help our family. But what really helps us stay longer in a company, at least from experience, is really the other factors that we've discussed. I mean, it's hard to go in and drag yourself to work just because you need the money. 
if your friends at work is not some are not your friends at all or if your boss is really tough to deal with and you're just dragging yourself day in and day out parang it's not worth it anymore there must be other companies out there that could give you the pay and still give you those other factors as well just to to cap this um episode what are other tips Jaime, that you have for um let's say students who are still lost um and still looking for a job like general tips that we haven't discussed Sure. Um, so for me, I'd always go back to um, make connections, right? Um, and I think um, in now um, with, with technology and now that we can talk to anyone from anywhere in the world from our own living room, like wearing just shorts, right? Um, there are plenty of ways by which we can strike um, conversations that allow us to get new insights, I think nothing repla- a lot of information is out there about the company in the company website. But the best sources of information is always inside information, right? So knowing someone who has already experienced the culture, who knows the bosses, uh, who influence the dynamics of that company, uh, who is familiar with the benefits, uh, you can have uh, all of these types of conversations and um, ask uh, ask to have those conversations, right? You can ask it from your ate or from your kuya. They might be working for someone or their kabarkada might be working for someone in firms that um, make it to your shortlist. Or your parents might know like their tito, like a tito or a tita or their friends of their own who can introduce you to someone. Your professors, your other friends, um, you know, like, and believe me, it's a really, really small world. Um, you can always be in front of someone, and I think the beauty of that is, you know, um, people, uh, what I found surprising is people will usually find the time, even if it's like half an hour of their time, to have a conversation with you. Because uh, people genuinely want to share, um, you know, something, particularly if they're really looking for um, talent. Um, and um, you'll never know, right? Um, it's really just discovering um, nuggets along the way um, and the more that you get to talk the more that you get to understand and then the more that you get to filter and then the easier it is to find out okay I think after talking through so many people um, this is sort of like what I want to do and that's the most ideal thing it's something which I don't think any of I did like back before but I wish someone told me um, to um, to do that because it would have saved me a whole lot of time, right? Uh, of n- deliberately not attending interviews of firms where I had zero interest in any way um, and I was just really there because um, I thought like, you know, everybody's signing up for that so maybe I should, I, maybe that's for me as well. I agree. I'm actually very guilty about that. So mm-hmm. I really hope all the listeners listening to this episode today would appreciate all the tips that we've shared because I myself was also guilty of that you know just going to all the interviews that I could go to just because people are going there or it was just available but I I wasn't asked you know I didn't do this whole detailed plan because we weren't aware right? it could have saved us all the time in the world before rather than okay now what what do I do so ayun, I think it's really, really helpful and very insightful. So thank you so much, Jaime. But since this is a misconception episode, my last question would be, what is a common misconception about you, Jaime? Mm, no, I think that's a really tough one. Um, but uh, if I were to choose, um, well, the, pod, uh, the ones listening by the podcast cannot see me, but I'm not the most vertically, uh, no, I'm not the tallest person here. Um, so some pe- sometimes people think that I'm not athletic. 
um at all but uh you know uh I was once upon a time an uh, a competitive dragon boat paddler so um there was a one point in my life where I would wake up at four in the morning four times a week to drive myself to Manila Bay um which doesn't smell so great um and train with uh and train with my team so I've long retired um but uh you know at some point in time I actually um did that so so yon so I can do it. <laughs> And I guess that's it. I mean, I'm very happy again that you joined me today and just to share all the insights. And I hope we get to help like the younger students now and also your students who are still wondering what they need to do or what they need to look for. So that's it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much, Jaime. That's it for today's episode of Misconceptions. If you enjoyed it, please share this online or with your friends. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, Misconceptions Podcast, and do follow us on Instagram at Misconceptions. See you in the next!